Coley, an underrated. Is this an underrated U2 song? Is this in honor of Conor McGregor? Little Irish? Is that what it is, Chris? Unintentional? Okay. I'm down if you want to play U2 today. It's all good. A big weekend across the city. Gareth Wheeler with you. Honda Indy. It's here in Toronto. Jays are in action. Ricky Gervais is in town. I'm going to see him at Massey Hall tomorrow night. David Brent from the original, like the British office. Is there a better character in television history? Seriously, like David Brent was so good. And I I mean, Steve Carell was good on the American office. Don't get me wrong, but David Brent, Ricky Gervais next level for the UK version. Like, so good. Seeing Ricky Gervais Saturday, Game of Thrones on Sunday. Just a huge weekend all around. By the way, continue to send me who you believe or who you want to see sitting on the Iron Throne at the end of Game of Thrones. Tim going off the board. He thinks the Queen of Thorns. Lady Tyrell is going to come back for revenge. Not sure if she's the power behind her, but that's an obscure hipster pick, Tim. Keep that coming. We'll do some Game of Thrones talk. Adam Proto is going to join me a little bit later on. Interviewed a bunch of the cast. Yeah, we're going there because no offense to the Blue Jays. It's the biggest thing that's going on this weekend. Uh, I want to pick up on the conversation that we were having in the previous segment. Before we talk about the Blue Jays buying and selling, let's talk about what's gone wrong. Because so many people believe that this team was all that. They had the makings of a contender in the American League. Steve Phillips picked them to win the AL East. He wasn't the only one. So if that was the expectation, if the team was supposed to contend, and now they find themselves seven spots out of a wild card spot and six games below 500, how come John Gibbons, the manager, isn't on the hot seat? This is how sports work when teams struggle Don't live up to expectation. Coaches lose their jobs. Yet John Gibbons isn't even being talked about here. And if this team just isn't any good, then why are we even having this conversation about buying and selling to begin with? And why didn't this front office, who believed that this team, or, or, or at least publicly say that they believe in this team, why did they add a left fielder? Why did they settle bringing back... Settled for bringing back Bautista. Didn't bring up bring in depth of pitching. Didn't bring in a backup catcher in the offseason then. There's mixed messages across the board here. So let's try to make sense of it all with my good buddy, the de facto mayor of Burlington. It is Rob Longley from Post Media and the Toronto Sun, at Longley. Sun Sport on Twitter. You basically sit on the iron throne of Burlington, don't you, Rob? Well, I don't know about that, Wheels. I just walked uh, past the C.H. Uh, Norton campus where you were once that you once reigned, and I think they started the Gareth Wheeler statue out back already. Beautiful. So. Just so all the birds can defecate on it and people can throw <laughs> trash at it. Perfect. Um, you you, you kind of heard my diatribe. You heard my rant off the top there. At the beginning of the year, and even now, Rob, like, is this a good baseball team that's underachieved, or is this, quite frankly, just a mediocre group? Well, I think it's a good baseball team that's underachieved, but trending very rapidly towards mediocre, if that makes any sense. Uh, I mean, as you suggested earlier in the show, I mean, it's an aging group. It's a group of heavy in veterans. And at some point, 
aging veterans start playing like they're old. And the problem is when you get a bunch of them starting to underachieve at once, then they drag everybody else uh, down with them. And I think that's part of what's happened here. I mean, um, it's too simplistic just to say injuries, although that's been a, been a big factor. But they've been wildly inconsistent at way too many intervals in the season and at way too many positions. And I think that's why they're in the complete mess that they're in right now. Okay, so do you believe that the front office, deep down inside, thought that this team was good enough to compete this year when the season began? I believe that they felt that they had a reasonable chance to be a playoff team again if everything went right. And by everything they needed, that pitching staff that was so good last year to uh, to match what they did in 2016, which was asking a whole lot in reality, they needed the team to stay healthy. They needed uh, some perf- uh, performance from Kendris Morales. Now, I don't think that – I'm not like you. I'm not so beat up about the Edward Encarnacion thing because of what Justin Smoke's done. He's essentially replaced that production. I prefer to have both of them in the lineup, quite frankly, because Smoke and Edwin could be first-base DH. But uh, Well, no, because Justin Smoke can't, can't play as a DH. He needs to be an everyday player, and we're seeing this, the success that he's had, and that's a big reason why, is because he's getting the chance to play every day. But that's not really the issue. The issue is, is, is at other parts of the lineup. Left field, which was a black hole all offseason, is, has, become, has been that the whole way. I mean, when you're looking for Steve Pierce to get off the DL because you need him that badly to play defense in left field, that tells you how bad you are in that position. Totally. And, and, you know, we talked about it in the offseason. Why aren't they addressing that? Well, maybe they didn't, have, they, they didn't see the opportunity to get the right player out there. But whatever, whatever's happened, that's been a, a terrible spot for them. Troy Tulowitzki has under, underachieved at the plate dramatically, and, and they can't keep... Uh, carrying on and, 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 and move into contention without him picking it up. And others have been too inconsistent. Jose Bautista's had some good moments this season, but he's had a lot of dips as well. And the same with Josh Donaldson. He's started to pick it up just before the break, but man, oh man, he, for the most part, from mid-June until uh, mid-July, early July, he, he struggled. And it's just, I don't know if it's age, I don't know if it's the after effects of these injuries, but on too many levels, this team has underachieved to this point. Rob Longley joining us here on Toronto Today. I'm Wheels. Okay, then this, this is what I don't get. If, if the front office wasn't completely committed and believing that this group could be a winner, because saying if everything goes right, Rob, I mean, this is 162. Like, everything yeah, doesn't, generally doesn't go right for teams across Major League Baseball. Then why have they sold that this team's going to be a contender? And why do they continue to sell and perpetuate this notion that they could be buyers? Well, I think it's, because, I think it's a very complicated situation the front office finds itself in. I mean, obviously they have to make changes they have, because not only is this team unlikely to be uh, challenging for a playoff position uh, late, uh, later this season, there's no chance the way it's currently constructed that it will next year. But to tear it down to the bone is not a, is not a plan that will work fisc- fiscally for the ownership of, the, of this group. They need television reading, ratings to be viable. They need a full house or near full house at the Rogers Center to be viable. So if they start pawning off some of these superstars or, or a whole bunch at once, and they're going to find themselves in a real pickle over the next couple of seasons. So the conundrum is, how do they do it? They've got some great prospects in their system, but like Bo Bichette and Vlad Guerrero Jr., but those guys are two, two and a half years away. Um, so what do you do in the interim to make sure that you're at least a middle-of-the-road team and have in- interest from that fan base 
without completely alienate, alienating them. And I think that's the, that's the challenge that we're going to see over the next three weeks. And that, this, this nine-game road trip is going to, I know we've been saying this all season, but this is really going to give an indication of management what, what they need to do. If they go into Fenway and go one and three next week, they're going to be 10 games plus out of first place in the AL East, and by then maybe seven games out of the wild card. And then, there's, then, then you can no longer say it's early, we can, we can still pull this off. At that point, you've got to start to be somewhat of a seller. But it's going to be with an asterisk. They're not going to completely go down to the bone like other teams in Major League Baseball. See, see, for everything that you said a few moments ago, this is why I find the conversation coming from the front office and people that work for the team indirectly so, and a lot of people that they've convinced to buy in, I, I find it all disingenuous. Because if they don't firmly believe that the team can win, then why do they continue to sell hope? But you, you know well, what I mean? Like, we know what this team is all about right now. And, and, and we know that they're not good enough. You have to jump over seven teams to get into a wild card spot. And all of a sudden, these players, uh, who for me are mediocre at best, like, I, I, how could you sell it with a straight face that this team is really in contention, is really in the mix? Oh, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, selling hope right now, this is what it's come down to. It's basically the players are saying, We've got guys in here that have won before. And two years ago, we had a couple of 11-game winning streaks after the All-Star break. Yeah. So if we do that, we're going to be fine. Well, they've been saying we just got to get on a roll now since, since June 1st. And they haven't, <laughs> and they, and they haven't, they haven't had a legi- legitimate role. Like they, whatever, they won four or five there just before the break. But in between, they were getting throttled like 19-1 to 1 and 17-2 to 2 and scores like that. I mean, this team can sell all hope, all the hope that they want. But other than a great month by Devin Travis and and some great play by uh, Roberto Asuna, obviously, and 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 for most of the season from Marcus Stroman, this team hasn't had a whole lot to give fans hope. That's yeah, for sure. Especially Rob, they come into the All Star break. They have Ted straight on the road. It's difficult winning away from home in Major League Baseball, especially with a team like this. That's why I don't get it. And if this front office was and and people around the team that continue to say listen believe in us we can go on this run if they were genuine if they were authentic in what they were saying then the manager John Gibbons would be on the hot streak because any team that's expected to win at the midway point if you find yourself six games out of 500 and closer to the bottom of the American League than anywhere else that manager would be on the hot seat but this guy is just like living large He's comfortable. There's no pressure on it whatsoever, right? Like, this isn't well, how professional sports works. Well, we don't know for sure that, that John Gibbons isn't on the hot, hot seat. I mean, well, That would be right news now, to me. I haven't heard it. Have you heard it, Rob? Well, no, but they're not, they're not going to tell us that, right? But here's the thing with John Gibbons. They extended him because they basically were painted into a corner where they had to. This guy made the playoffs with that group for two years in a row. And, and was, was coming up to uh, basically an option year. So, yeah, you extend the guy. But it's not like extending Jose Bautista at $8 million a year. It's extending a guy at a, at a million a year. So at any point, if they, they say, listen, John Gibbons isn't going to be the guy to manage a, a young group of players going, going forward, they won't hesitate to get rid of him if they, uh, get rid of him if they believe that that's, that's the answer. But Gibbons, in their mind, and, and I tend to agree with them on this, is that John Gibbons is a good manager for this group of guys. That room is full of old players, aging guys, egos, alpha males, and Gibbons kind of handles them well. He lets them be what what they are. Uh, Will that work with a group of young players that that are developing as as major leaguers? I'm not so sure. But he might be on the hot seat for all all, all we know. There's no risk in in, in that contract that, that they have with him. 
Um, and I don't, I don't think that they would hesitate in letting him go if they felt that he wasn't the manager of the future. No point in doing it right now. But in the offseason, I could see it happening well, if, see, if that's see, the way management felt. See, I w- if you firmly believe that this team should be contending now, then you let go of the manager now. And the, and the fact that I haven't heard anyone talk about this, it just shows you how there's a country club atmosphere around this team. Like, there, there's no urgency. Like, the debate right now in the city is buyers versus sellers rather than, well, what's gone wrong? Why is this team that we were promised? People would come on our airway and say, you know what, I like this team to win the American League. Francisco Liriano can compete for the Cy Young, best staff in Major League Baseball, on and on and on, waxing poetic about this team. Well, if this team actually was all that and is all that and is failing so miserably, shouldn't we be talking about the role of the manager and how he's failed to get the most out of this group? I would agree to a certain extent on that, Wheels. I mean, obviously, the manager isn't responsible for the 21 guys that have been on the DL. And, and I'm not so sure how much you blame the manager. Dodgers have had re- more injuries, Rob, and they've had 60 yeah. wins here at the midway point. Oh, oh, oh no, I'm not, saying that, I'm not saying that injuries is a total excuse. It's just, it's just part of this whole package. I mean, realistically, maybe there was, not maybe, there was too much expectation put on this starting staff, uh, expecting them to be able to match what they did last year. That that. You know, that starting five was brilliant last year. And I, I, I bought it. I, I, this is my first year doing the beat full-time, as you know, Wheels. And I totally bought into the Francisco Liriano stuff in, in spring training. I watched him. I listened to te- people talk about him. And then he goes out in his first outing and gets shelled. And really, he's only had maybe less than a handful of, of what you would call solid outings since. Stroman's been good. Sanchez has not been able to come back from that stupid blister. What's with what's with Marco Estrada? I mean, is he done as a major league pitcher? I mean, he had two good seasons. That has he suddenly missed his location, or has every hitter in the American League uh, figured out his act? I mean, all these things come together, and then you have no depth in starting pitching. Yeah, we like Joe Biagini for about two or three starts, but we saw uh, after that that he he's not ready to be a major league starter. Um, the depth of starting pitching was was should have been a concern coming into the season, and, and, and it wasn't necessarily. And then those key positions that you talked about, in particular left field, uh, was a problem that could have been easily predicted and, and has come to fruition. So, I mean, this team, as I said off the top, had to have everything go right to be a contender, and, and that certainly hasn't happened. Too many things have gone wrong, injuries being only one of them. Sure. I, I, I just wonder when... The, the spin, and that's what I call it right now, will be from, you know what, we still believe in our guys, to, well, you know what, we have some pretty damn good players coming through the minor leagues now in our system, and the future looks bright. You know what I mean? Like, it's inevitable well, yeah. it's going to happen, and it's going to be in full that kind of mode to distract from the mess that's on the field. Well, let's just say the spin has maybe a shelf life of, of another 10 days. I mean, if this, if this opening road trip to the second half... Is a disaster. Then I mean, the playoffs will be completely out of the picture at that point, and 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 you watch the way the narrative changes at that point. I mean, it's already Leaf, uh, Jays fans and Jays, uh, the people that cover this team are already, uh, you know, well aware of what's going on, sure. and well aware of the the immediacy that that they need to turn this around. And I don't see it coming based on on what I've seen from this team all year. And uh, I don't know what what the, what could happen over the next ten days. It could change that, say for like a seven and three road trip. And boy, I 
you know, again, where, where's that going to come from? Yeah, I got to say, Rob, your, your first year, your first half uh, half of the year on the Blue Jays beat, you're doing a great job. I always say this, it, there's nothing more difficult than being a Blue Jays or baseball beat guy because you're on it each and every day. It must be completely all-encompassing. Yeah, it, it, you know what the one good thing about it, though? And, and you, hear the, you hear the manager and the players talk about this and you kind of roll your eyes, but at least there's a new game every day. You don't have to spend three or four days <laughs> right. analyzing what went wrong last night. You know, it's like, okay, let's go to the ballpark and see what happens today. That's one of the pluses of, of, of that challenge to the job, for sure. Great stuff, buddy. I hope to see you in real life sometime soon. And keep up the great work, pal. We'll do this again, okay? Appreciate it. Thanks, Will. Mr. Rob Longley of Post Media and the Toronto Sun at Longley Sunsport on Twitter. Uh, doing a great job. Him and our uh, good buddy Steve Buffery on the Blue Jays beat this year.